The Ten Pence Arcade Podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Pie. Get out of emulation and into the real arcade with Retro Games Pie. Arcade game hire for public events and private parties. With regular free community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no party like a Retro Games Pie. Visit the website at www.retrogamespie.co.uk and get involved. Hello and welcome to Tenpence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, a.k.a. Vertvic. I'm, I'm, I'm Alex Crowley, a.k.a. Chucky Egg. This podcast is for use in Japan only. Sales, export, or operation outside this country may be construed as copyright and trademark infringement and is strictly prohibited, violator and subject to severe penalties and will be prosecuted to the full extent of the jam. They toss us away like yesterday's jam. Yes! Yesterday's jam! That is what we are to them! Actually, you know what? That doesn't really work as a thing. Yeah, cheers, Moss and Roy. Thank you for that. So how are you doing then, mate? I'm not bad, actually, mate. Not bad. I've been playing a really good game this weekend. I'm not, I don't like it too much, though. No. Yeah, it's a Super 3D Laminate Floor Simulator. Oh, I don't think I've actually completed that, that game now. No, I'm, I'm usually out of there and gone by then. But I had a lot of continues, put it that way. <laughs> it's complete now. Is I lost it? a lot of lives doing it as well. Yeah, yeah. What have you been up to, bloke? Uh, I've been working too, mate. Working a lot. But I've been playing quite a bit as well. Yeah, I've not had yeah. a lot of time to play apart from this week's pick, which yes. I quite enjoyed. I did as well. I enjoyed that game. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, I think they do. It's quite a popular game. Yeah. One of our more popular ones, since we normally do obscure, obscure, yeah. obscure stuff. So, any pickups for you, Vic? This do you week? know what? I actually have. What? Yeah, I've ordered myself a new Hello Kitty shower cap. Fantastic. Is that arcade-related? Not really. <laughs> no, I'm getting on to that. It's, well, it's not quite arcade-related, but it's going to go on to another little subject in a minute. Yeah. I bought one of those Intellivision handheld games that's mm. got built-in games. You just hook it up to the TV. Yeah. Because I've been listening to Intellivision every podcast. I quite like it. I wanted to know what all the fuss was about with these Intellivision games. Because they sort of came out a little bit after the 2600, and I think mm. the games are better than 2600. What sort of year we're talking about here? I think it's 1979, 1980. Yeah. And the, the VCS was 77, I think. I remember them, but I don't remember my mates having them. Yeah. I definitely didn't have one. One of the guys I, I lived in the same road had, had one, and he was considered quite a rich kid. He had quite a yeah. bit of cash. I think there were a lot of money back then. Yeah. I only played a game called Night Stalker, which I, I've been playing on this uh, little handheld thing. I really enjoy it. It's a cool little game. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Better than 2600. And they're, they're quite playable. And there's a few other fun little games on there. But I think you need the proper overlays that the original controllers had to have the different buttons to do different which actions. Which go on these controllers that, like Yeah, phones. they slip in. Yeah, you'd love it because it's all bits you can collect. Yeah. You, know, you used to get like the cartridge and big yeah. instruction manual and you need the manuals because some of these games, they didn't go down too well if you just got the loose cart. You wouldn't mm. know what to do on the things. You have to sort of read the instructions. So there's a bit of depth to them. There is. There's yeah. a lot more depth than just shoot this and yeah. run around this maze. That's what I've been finding out from the podcast anyway. Okay. Which leads me on to one more thing just before you tell me about your pickups. I'm sure mm. you've got some. You always have. <sighs> It's Paul Nurmanum, called Nurmix, who's part of the Intellivisionary podcast. He got in, in contact with me, and he's got a home arcade as well. Has he? This is the, the lead into it, yeah. And he's got a couple of smart games, actually. He's got a Sinistar, original wow, game. awesome game. He's got an, uh, Midway Invaders, which is nice. And he's got one that looks a bit like what I thought at first, Starcastle, because I've befriended him on Facebook to yeah. see what he's got in his pictures. And it looked like a Star Castle. I asked about it, which is an old vector game. And he said, yeah, it was. It's called a Fort Cosmos, which is a boot of it. Oh, right. I haven't heard of that. And he's also got a little self-built main cab he made, which is quite nice. Oh, right. And 
normally, you know, we sort of we we don't like these big control panels. Mm. He's got quite a little control panel on it, and there's a trackball right in the middle, which doesn't look out of place at all. It's really nice. Cool. Is he local then, or? Yeah, he's local for America. I suppose. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in Portland in America, in Oregon, in America. Um, but what he suggested is when I get the Skype thing sorted out, which should be very soon, we should do a cross-interview with him about arcade stuff. Sounds good. And I've got a bit of an Intellivision. I can be an Intellivirgin for him or something, I yeah. don't know. You can tell us about all the ar- good arcade cabs they get over there. Absolutely. With a sport for choice over there. I bet yeah. he bought his cine stuff for like $200 yeah. or something ridiculous. I think one went for about 1200 not long ago. It is a great game. Yeah. It's a really, really good game. The proper I think game. I've only ever played it on main. Yeah, you want to play it on the real cabinet. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. It, it, it scares you silly as well, because that yeah. voice. Beware, I live. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine back so what, in the day. What pickups have you had? Because you're an eBay fiend. Um, you're holding one of my pickups, which is a Tetris mug. I've got some magic tea in here. <laughs> Is that, yeah, it's quite good. I've still got I've got fifteen lines. That's apparently. about as exciting as it got, really. Really? Pickups. Yeah. Oh, I mean, dullard. What's the matter with you? Well, I, I pre-ordered Mario Kart Eight on the Wii U and the Wii U. Oh, you got like you haven't package. got Wii U? No, I've just ordered pre-ordered the You're package. You're spoiling yourself, aren't so you? So it's not arcade related, but still, it's a cool game. You can get some arcade downloads on it. Yeah, I've been waiting for that to come out. Excellent. It's a little package. Um, I've been busy though. I've been working up at um, the new. Barcade that's going to be opening up in Peckham. Oh, yeah, we talked about this last time, didn't we? Yeah, last weekend I went up there to work and actually built the bar for This them, is the retro games base, guys. It's going to be called the Four Quarters Arcade. Ah, I was looking for it earlier on, on, e- on the internet, trying to find out when it was opening, and I couldn't think of the name. I found something else that wasn't it. Yeah, so the it. idea is you go up to the bar, you buy a few drinks, and you give them some money. I'm not quite sure what it's going to be yet, and you get four quarters... And you, you go and spend ah. that on whatever game you want to play. Oh, cool. That's a good idea. And I think they're going to have about 15 cabs in there. That's good. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be... The, well, it is the first barcade for, for for England, isn't it? Excellent. As far as I know. It's a good idea. I like the sound yeah. of that. Awesome. So that was pretty cool. <clears throat> Do you know what? I went out uh, in the week to see uh, a Japanese band. It's actually yeah. some friends of mine and my wife, because she used to teach them English when they were over here. Um, some guys called Taro and Jiro. Mm. And they sort of do this guitar thing on stage. You went to see them. And in the bar, it was like a rock bar. I can't remember the name of it. But they had eight pinballs in the wild. And I had my favourite pinball, World Cup 94. And I played it. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I can't remember the name of the place, but it's in central London. I'll probably put it on the the show notes, actually, so people know where I look. But they had eight pinballs there. I think seven of them were working. Fantastic. You don't see that, do you? You don't. They had Tales from the Crypt. They had uh, Twilight Zone. Adam's family. They had ACDC, but it wasn't on. Damn. Yeah, the one you said about. But you wanted to play that, didn't you? But yeah, if we go for a drink in, in Central one day, we should have a bit of a, a crawl and go there. Yeah. And that place we went to for uh, my wife's birthday when we did yeah. the, the singing and that. Yeah, and the other place which I was going to get onto, which is, is this new art gallery. It's called Arcade. It's yeah. at the Beach Gallery. Uh-huh. And there's a few... There's were six artists there that are going to be showcasing their art, and they're all kind of arcade-related. Ah, oh, retro-themed, yeah. Yeah, retro-themed. I like it. Malarkey is one of the guys that's um, exhibiting his stuff, and um, that's open till the 26th of June. Um, you'll leave that on the show notes for them, Vic, to have a look at. Definitely. I'll but, be going um, myself they soon, did I think, screen. They did a screen of uh, King of Kong, but that was last week, so we missed that. 
I, even though I own it, I'd like to see it on a big screen. Yeah. It always seems better on the big but screen. Apparently, you can go up there and you can play the game. At the end of the exhibit, yeah. whoever's got the highest score Me. wins a piece of the artwork. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that every How day cool that's that? on? Um, yeah, I think well, it's, Oh, right. It, that's interesting. Give them in the show notes because. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a look on the website myself. On Tuesday to Sunday. All right, excellent. So if you go up there, if they've got a Donkey Kong, Vic, (laughs) you could try your luck on that. I hope so. That sounds great. Oh, really good. And it's all arcade-related, the artwork. I knew something was like this, because they asked to borrow your cabs, but it was for too long. They asked to borrow um, Donkey Kong, and they wanted it for two months, and I couldn't Couldn't uh, do that Donkey Kong for two months. I couldn't do it with Donkey Kong for two months. a bit of an ask, really. should look at my mind, because I haven't touched mine for ages, because there's loads of stuff in the way of it in the garage. (laughs) Have you heard about the Time Warp Arcade? Time Warp? Yeah. No. It's been on some of the forums we, we visit, uh, and it's down in Bridgewater, Somerset, mm. near Ollie Muddy Music. Yeah. They reopening this Friday. Um, I think they had to shut down for a while because they had a problem with their roof. They had a leaky roof and there's a lot of water coming in. Um, but they've reopened uh, next next this Friday coming, uh, and that'll be 6pm till 9pm on the Friday, and it's only 2.50 to get in. They've done a real low... Oh, yeah entrance just for this week the opening weekend mm. and saturday and sunday it's 10 a.m till 6 p.m so you can go there for 250 all day what bargain That's is excellent. that yeah i wish we were closer yeah so we have to send ollie down there I've undercover to give us a review of, of that have you, have you seen if you go on the facebook site which is yeah. on the show notes you can have a look but yeah it's we've good. got a few cabs in there yeah they? yeah it sounds really good actually cool it's really nice i think they've got nearly all their machines running as well now just shows you how popular this hobby's becoming isn't it there's a lot of arcades opening up yeah and it's a good thing as well i think yeah had any feedback lately from our listeners? Hello, IP. Or is that all on my plate? Uh, all on your plate. Well, it might be. <laughs> We've had a few, actually. Some people have been playing the games. Uh, Sean Holly's, as usual, done really well on the game. He's got 190,000 odd, which is way above my score. I don't know about you. Mm, yeah, mm. way above. Oh, yeah. Most mm. people were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thought so. Uh, Paul Can, another friend of ours who's been to our, our meets before, he sent me a private message on one of the forums um, regarding pirate ship Higimaru. Mm. He actually found a board, uh, an original PCB, on really? eBay for me because he knew I love that game. Unfortunately, it's in Illinois, which right. isn't too much of a problem, 35 quid delivery. But the big problem is it's £400. Jesus. Yeah, but it's an original and they're quite rare. Yeah. Hard to find. But if, you know, it's my birthday soon. If anyone out there wants to buy it for well, me. Well, I've seen some uh, rare Nintendos uh, popping up over there as well. Space Demon. Ah, never mind that. It's my yeah. birthday soon, listeners. <laughs> Another subject, yeah. Yeah, I might put it on the show notes just in case a listener feels. There's, yeah, there's stuff out there if you're wanting to pay for it. Absolutely, 400, yeah. yeah. 400 pounds, yeah. yeah. I think it was all nearest offer, but I, I wouldn't have thought they'd taken anything less than 300 for mm. it. You know what I mean? You might just be trying his luck, mate. Mm, I don't know. I think, I think, I think it was rare. a dealer. I think it's a dealer. They've obviously listened to our podcast. <laughs> they don't want to <laughs> yeah. sell it. I've also got... Um, a bit of a plea to the listeners, actually. I'm having a little bit of a problem with my servo stick. Uh, a servo stick is a product made by Ultimark. And what it is, it's a joystick that goes in your machines. Um, and it's compatible with a Sanwar JLF as well, which is what I use in it. And what it does is when you're using it through MAME, when you choose a game, I use Marla as my front end. When, it cho- when you choose a game, it automatically shifts the actuator underneath the joystick That's from four-way cool. to eight-way. It's really, really cool. Mm. But what I'm finding is it does a job really well. It, it turns it back every time to four-way when you're using your menu, when you're using the joystick to you up and down for the games mm. and left and right. And then if it's a game like, say, 1942, it switches zzzz, to eight-way, yeah. and you play away. And when you press escape to come out of the game, zzzz, back to four-way again. But I've noticed on some games, which I know are a certain way around, 
it does it opposite. And there's an ini file in MAME somewhere, as far as I know. I've done it before and I've changed them. For the life of me, I can't f- remember how to do it. If any listeners out there have got a servo stick and know how to do this, please get in contact with me. All the information about getting in contact with this is at the end of this podcast, also on the website. I'll be really grateful if someone knows how to do that because it's driving me up the wall. When I was playing bomb jack, I had to do it as well. It's doing the you opposite just do it way. Manually. Yeah, but it, it, I was okay on it. It didn't, mm. it didn't impede my progress at all. No. If, lack of progress, I suppose. But if anyone knows about that, please tell me. Have you listened to No Quarter lately? Our friends No Quarter across the pond. I've been told about this game because it's one of your favourite games and I haven't listened to it yet. But <laughs> disappointed, I hear, Vic. <laughs> yeah. They didn't like it. No. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I don't know why they it's didn't funny, like that. it. I like it. I love it's it. It's a great game. Yeah. Uh, well... I had a tweet from uh, Mike McGuinness, yeah. and he said it was all Carrington's fault. He was just doing oh, really? what he was, he was Yeah, he said he was just following Carrington. He was peer pressure, he said. <laughs> but in the future, not next month or whenever, but we, I will do a review on that game because yeah. I really love it. And it, I'm actually going to put it back in my vertical pony and leave it in there because I want to try and get end game, mm. level 16, actually complete the game. I think the, right. the score rolls over at 10 million, but... If you can get that, you'll get 10 million at it. And I can get like 6 million, about level 11 in a 16 levels. So I really, really want a 1cc. It's not a well-known game, is it? Not really, no. Yeah. But it's it's sort of a, a sequel to Kicks, and yeah. that was a really well-known game. That's the same sort of era was as Zookeeper. Was it converted Zookeeper. to any consoles at all? Yeah, yeah, quite a few. Was it? Yeah, 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 quite a few, actually. But we'll do that in the future, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. And if you haven't heard about it yet, listen to No Quarter. Mm. They do a good job of it, even though I don't agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've also got a special shout-out to John Budd, our Scottish mate, John Budd. Hey, John. Hey, John. He managed to go and pick up a cab for my mum's house in Scotland, which is quite far north in Montrose, to sell for my brother, because my brother was selling the cab. I nicked the monitor out of it. And he went up there and kindly picked up for me. He said a bit of work up there, and he delivered it to this guy for a really small sum. He did a really nice job for this guy. But when he was up there, he was talking to my mum, and in the same shed where this cab was... It's my mum's mobility scooter. I knew she'd been having a load of trouble with it. And John, I'm not sure if he does it for a job, actually repairs and fixes these things. Yeah. And he went back and did a little overhaul for us. Yeah. I'm really grateful for that, John. Thank you very much. Well done, John. Yeah, nice bloke. Lovely bloke. I've got um, a bit of a topic for us, actually, we can discuss and maybe run through the next couple of weeks. And I put it out on Twitter and through the forums and stuff like that and asked different people about it. What kind of classic computer games and old console games do you think, us, the listeners, anyone who's listening, think should have been in an arcade cab? What game you think was really, really up for an arcade suited. conversion? Yeah. Really suited to a game. We've talked about this before. It's, oh, that should have been an arcade cab. I wish that was in the arcade when I was a kid. Mm. And I've got a few, I've got two ideas here, and you've got two, I believe. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do yours first? Yeah, you can do, yeah. I bet I can guess which one of them is. Go on then. Chucky Egg. Well, I was going to choose that, but then everyone would have thought I was going to choose that. So it's an I obvious chose, one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an obvious one, so I, I didn't go with that one. What you get? What you get? What and you get? You, to be honest with you, it is a great game, Chucky Egg, but it is a tad easy. Okay, you could tweak yeah. it for the arcade. I think it'd have it to be made harder. a bit harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, get your two minutes out. But, but it is a classic there. game and definitely belongs in the arcade. I'd love to see one. No, yeah. The first one I've chose is a, a game from the BBC Model B. Arcade. 
Command. Slip editing. Now, I never had a BBC Model B. I had one at school. They were far too expensive to buy Far too expensive. I had the Sinclair Spectrum. It never came out on that. Oh, bummer. Um, you could get it on the Acorn Electron, which I think was the cheaper man's version, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was a sort of cut-down um, BBC B, yeah. But this was a fantastic game, and I think what attracted me to this game to begin with is the spaceship that you get, which is centred in the middle of the screen, and it, it everything pivots around the spaceship, a bit like Time Pilot. Yeah, or Bosconian. Sounds a bit like that. Um, the spaceship looks a bit like uh, the one from um, Blake 7. Oh, cool. How so 80s is straight that? Straight away you think... Blake 7, this is so mm. Blake 7. Um, so you've got that in the middle of the screen, and to the right of ske- screen you've got um, like shields, and you've got like um, a scanner, which yeah. you can see where all the enemy ships are coming. But when the enemy ships come onto your screen, which is the big screen in the middle, and they start shooting at you, you lose the scanner, and your shields come up. So you can get shot by the enemy ships, and you're, you can see your energy starting to, to deplete. Mm-hmm. Um, but you lose your scanner, so you can't see where all the other ships are coming in. Now, you've got speed, which basically determines how far you're shooting. So if you're going really fast, your bullets will only spray up, you know... A little bit further uh, than you are. Yeah, if you stop, oh, right, yeah. they'll spray that much further. Okay. And you can sort of, as you spin round, that that your shots arc. So you've really got to kind of get the right. angles right, the way you shoot the enemy ships, because they're all rotating around you. That sounds like a bit of skill involved in that. There's a lot of skill involved. Oh, right. I can see your, your notes from where I am. Yeah. And it looks a lot like a sort of more involved version of Bosconian, especially with the scanner on the on the right-hand yeah, side. Yes, it's very similar to Boscone. Thanks for mentioning that, because that was you know, the game I was trying to think of. It's a little bit after, but yeah, it looks um, quite different, though. Yeah, so basically what you've got to do, you're on the edge of this frontier, and you've got to shoot a, a certain amount of ships to get a certain amount of points. Uh-huh. And if you if you... If you get that certain amount of points, you can eject your escape capsule. And as long as your escape capsule shoots off the screen without hitting any of enemy ships, you can get onto the next level, oh, as long as away. you've got enough points. Oh, yeah. So there's a little bit of skill involved there. But obviously, if your escape capsule hits one of the enemy ships, then you've you die it. and, you know, that's it. And also, you have to have enough points to get off there. And there's about eight different ships you get. So there's eight different levels, basically, and you get a different ship to each one. Cool. And it gets harder and stuff. You know, it's a great game. Really well, cool game. We're, we're both going up to Nurg soon, aren't we? The yeah. North Eastern Retro Gaming. It's on 5th and 6th of July. I've already got my tickets, so I've just got to work out a hotel. We'll be going up there in my, my lovely car. Hopefully, one of the Nurg guys, if you're listening, will have Stick a version of that. Because no, I'd like to yeah. play that. It looks quite good, actually, from your you screenshots. It, no. no, no. Well, the only sort of BBC games I played as a kid was, at, at, like you, at school. Yeah. And it was Repton, which is a yeah. Boulder Dash clone. It was I mean, Granny's Garden. Yeah. I think that was like a quiz game sort of thing. Do you remember Exile? No, never played that one. these guys who wrote this game went on to, to write Exile, oh, and that okay. was another excellent space game. But, see, if you look at the first screenshot, that looks quite complicated. It looks a bit like Elite. Doesn't yeah, it? which I don't think works. But it's not. It's left, right, and fire, and escape capsule. Oh, yeah. So it's only four buttons. Easy. You know, so you could easily make that into an arcade machine. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like you it know. should be. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. So, yeah, give it a try, guys. It's an awesome game. I absolutely love this game back yeah, in the day. Yeah, look at it. Yeah. Do you want to do your one now? I'll do one of mine. Yeah, you've got go two. I've got two. I've got two. I'll do one of mine now, then. My one is quite a modern game, actually. It's not really, it's not, well, it is sort of back in the day, but not too far back in the day. It's a PC, uh, it came out on the Xbox 360. Uh, I think it's on some of the handhelds as well, the DS. 
and also the PC, which is mainly what I played it on. Yeah. Geometry Wars. It's a cool game. And better than that, Geometry Wars 2, which yeah. was on the Xbox 360 only, as far as I know. But can you imagine that? It's a twi- joystick shooter. Like Robotron. Like Robotron, but the graphics are more akin to a colour version of Asteroids. It's all sort of line yeah. graphics. Very simple. Very vectorised. Yeah, and it's very intense, quick game. You can scroll the screen a little bit to left, right, up and down. And you're basically spinning around, hitting these really simple-looking ships. And certain ships do different things. Some will come chasing you, some will shoot at you. And they all have different properties. Some will f- chase you round. And I can imagine that on a modern cab with a vector screen, a mm. colour vector mono. I don't know if a colour vector could actually handle that much going on. Going on cause it's yeah. a very, very busy game. But that would be absolutely mm. awesome to play. I'd love to play that. Or even on the raster mods, because that's what you yeah. play it on. Still I've actually great. got that in my Naomi, yeah. in my main cab, because in Marla, you can hit a button to play other games or other yeah. emulators. And I've got it set up, I think if you hit the sixth button on the right hand side. We're starting to recreate like um, Jeff Minter did with the latest Tempest, that kind of glow, yes. afterglow effect. So yeah. I don't think it matters too much. Okay, Vector is very distinctive, but yeah. the way they're doing the games now, yeah. you know. Imagine the lights down in your arcade yeah. with that glowing on the screen. That'd yeah. be absolutely phenomenal. No, that's a good choice. So if anyone's it? really clever who knows how to do vector yeah. programming, can you please do yeah. it? Yeah, that'd be really cool. It would have blown my brain seeing yeah. that on a proper It's vector. quite a long game, isn't it? The games are quite long. Yeah, yeah. If you're Well, the thing is, it would suit arcade because you can have just a two-minute game yeah. Or if you get really good, you have a 10-minute game. If you master it, just like a lot of people master the games in the arcade. But if they up the ante a little bit with the, the skill levels, mm. it would make a quite a quick arcade game, as usual arcade games should be. But it's just that, that frantic running around or flying around and shooting stuff and having things chase you in these different modes. And Geometry Wars 2 has got a lot of different missions as well mm. where you've got to do a certain thing. And there's certain bits that made it quite a bit different. I think that in the arcade would be absolutely yeah. brilliant. It would be really good. What's your next pick then, Blake? Um, I'm going a bit later now. It's a 16-bit era um, to one of my favourite consoles, the Super Nintendo. Now, the Super Nintendo wasn't really known for its shoot-em-ups. I think, really, the PC Engine and Mega Drive at that time were producing better shoot-em-ups, really. Yeah. But along came this game called Axley. which I really like, because it had this Mode 7, which was unique to the Super Nintendo. That's a scaling thing, right? Yeah, it does. It's, it looks it's something like a bit unique, a bit like parallax scrolling, um, especially in this, when you're going over the ocean, you get this rolling effect of like, it's Mode 7 in, in progress. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to explain, really, without seeing Because what it. I remember of Mode 7, it, it's sort of like, it's a scaling thing where things start really big and chunky and they, they yeah. sort of meld down into a nice little sprite or something. You yeah. get on um, Super Mario World, don't you? Yeah, that's it. Mm. Yeah, and pilot wings and all those sort of F, cool. uh, F-Zero. I have heard of like Axelay, and I read a review in Retro Game a few, well, quite a while ago, actually. And it's a Konami game, I can see. Yeah, so it's Konami obvious. game. And the first thing you'll notice about the game is the music, the score of it is brilliant. Same guy did Castlevania. Oh, cool. Which is... Um, really good. So it's one of those soundtracks that just stays with you for ages. I wonder why it didn't come in the arcade if that's a Konami game. I don't know. I don't know. I guess 90s, at the time, you know, when consoles 
at that time were bigger than arcades, weren't they? Yeah, really? They were starting to really be as good as the arcade game. So maybe they just invested in, in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's about a lot of money went into it when they're making it. But the thing that struck me on that game when I read your review was the bosses. The bosses, yeah, as you can see there. Look at that fire, fire demon there, yeah. which is, you know... So is this an up-the-screen scroller or and left to right? And side. Oh, it's it does one, both. one screen, yeah, it does side. Oh, that's a definite one. When you get this kind of Robocop sort of, um, what's that uh, robot in Robocop? The oh, one ED-209. Yeah, you get yeah. one of those. Oh, right. Please put down your weapon. You have 20 seconds to comply. And it just walks just like it, you know, slightly off balance. Yeah, You cool. know, it looks like it's going to fall over any minute. But has massive guns. Yeah. Oh, cool. There's six levels to it. Yeah, it's a great game. That sounds great game. perfect. I totally recommend that to arcade. I wonder if they even had an idea to put that in the arcade being Konami. I think they yeah. went on to mainly consoles, though, didn't they, when they came out of the arcade? Konami, yeah. I don't yeah. really know the history of much there, but... Um, I only know, definite. you know, the early stuff in the arcades was quite famous, wasn't it? But I think some of our listeners chose Axelay as well. I had a Did few, they? yeah, I had a few feedbacks, mm. and people chose that. I think it was an obvious one. That. Yeah. My my last one for this week is a game called Airzonk on the PC Engine. Right. That's see, I don't own a PC Engine, so I'm not going to know this You'll one. Have to come around and play it, mate. What's this? It's a shoot 'em up. It is. It's a shoot 'em up. It's a left to right shoot 'em up, uh, rather in the style of Area 88. Okay. People who might know this will guess by the name Air Zonk. Mm-hmm. You actually play Bonk, the guy from Bonk's Adventure. Okay. The little caveman with the big head. You must have played Bonk, <laughs> yeah? No. Oh, it's a really good little game. It's really famous on the PC. It was sort of like their mascot a little bit. Yeah. And you play him flying along, and you can get the same power-ups as you can in, in Bonk, because Bonk's mm. sort of a left-to-right scrolling mm-hmm. platformer. And you have the same power-ups and power-downs. Like, if you eat the big meat, you go berserk, and you can kill everything. You get really big, and you kill everything. And if you eat the, I think it's the plants, you turn really small. No, it sounds and like Mario here. It's, well, it's all got those elements yeah. to it. Um, but Bonk was quite original, because you headbutted things with your big head. Right, so you had quite funny. a big bulbous head. And there was all these little smiley-faced coins you'd get, and it's, it's very, very distinctive of PC Engine. I'm yeah. sure if you saw it, you'd recognise it yeah. a mile away. Because TurboGrafx-16 was the American version they had yeah. as well. But that would make a really nice arcade game, I think. And a lot of the PC Engine ones would. I've got a load of these we can talk about next week. It's and week funny, after. isn't it? You, I mean, I was thinking of games, and I thought, oh, that's no, not going to work because you need this control system. But back in the day, they were making such unique control systems for any they game were, that yeah. came into their head. I mean, the one that I think was most bizarre is that Skydiver one. Have you seen that? We've actually got to pull on the rip cords. Oh, right. Have you never seen no, that? No, I don't know. So that. rare. It's an old 70s game. It's an old 70s black and white oh, raster right. game. But yeah, you actually like pull those. a rip cord. Cool. I bet people would be ripping that off the yeah, machine. Yeah, I think it's the same guy. It was an Atari game. Yeah? Yeah, same guy did Major Havoc. Oh, okay. Same guy did that. That was, well, was, that was his first game, actually. He was a skydiver. He was obviously a good games programmer, yeah. a designer. Yeah. Your first game you picked, I was thinking about that when you were talking about it, actually. Yeah. You said about the speed. Yes. You could probably use an analogue joystick for that. Yeah. And as you pu- push the joystick further, you get faster or pull it back a little bit yeah. and go slower. That'd be ideal for that. Yeah. We've had some listeners' picks as well, as well as our own. Um, there's one Vib Ribbon, Chun. He suggests Archer McLean's IK Plus. Oh, yeah. On a three-player cab, because that was a three-player game on the old computers. You reckon if you remove the actual karate business, you know, the scoring where you hit the leg, hit the arm, hit the head, Mm. and just make it a a massive 
beat them up, mm. smack down with three players. Yeah. It'd be quite a lot of fun. Just imagine three players playing around that, beating the heck out of each <laughs> other. And, I, and there was a special... I think if you left the game too long on the old computers on the Spectrums and Commodore 64s, what would happen is one of the guy's trousers would fall down, he'd sort of look at the screen, <laughs> and you could maybe use that on a special tactic, yeah. and make a special button and hit it so the guy's trousers fall off and you can go and beat the heck out of them. And Sean Holly, our friend who keeps beating our scores, he reckons Mindstorm, which was the packing game on the Vectrex, was built into the Vectrex. Yeah, that was a good one. And it was it was sort of a, it was a vertical screen on the Vectrex, and it was a version of Asteroids, but the the Asteroids used to sort of pop out of nowhere. Is that um, the but is that it starts off like a little spaceship dropping? Uh, yes, yeah, it does. Yeah. It drops you off. It That's drops a, the it's little got a really off. eerie soundtrack yeah, to it, isn't it? Has. it? Yeah. Very eerie. It's a very good game as well. And to be built into the Vectrex, you don't need any games if you've got that. You can no. just play that. I reckon that'd be a good little game to play on there. I have seen before someone put a Vectrex in a cab. Yeah. And it looked really nice. A little cab. Have you seen those Vectrex skins they're doing? The yes. arcade skins, aren't There's they? There's a cool? one, isn't there, for protector that How version cool of is that? I've got to get a Vectrex now. Have you had one? I've had, oh, I've had loads in the past. I've got I'm one sold I do play quite often. It's yeah. one of the. The few consoles I do still play, and yeah. I've got, I've got um, a multi-cart for it. We can put an SD card in, right. so I've got every game that was ever built on it. And some of them are really good. They've, they've got little versions of Frogger and Scramble and Berserk. Spike, remember Spike? Yes, like yeah, speech. one of the speech. Yeah, it's yeah. good. One game that I can think of that was sort of ported because people loved it so much was Bubble Bubble Lost Cave. Have you ever seen that? No. Nope. What it was is some fans hacked the ROM of Bubble Bobble, the arcade version of Bubble Bobble, and they remade a, a hundred levels for it. So they replaced the hundred levels with hundred new levels, and they used all the best levels from the NES, the Master System, the Game Boy, and MSX2. Because oh, wow. their levels on the consoles were quite different. Okay. And because they loved them so much, and some of the old consoles were a bit clunky, they thought, oh, we'd do this on the arcade hardware, and they have... And if you've got a spare 300 quid and you can buy yourself a PCB, because Bubble Bobble is very expensive to buy, you can actually burn the ROM yourself and put it in your cab. That's crazy. But you can play it on MAME as well. Yeah. And the levels are quite a bit different, and it's really well done. It's almost like a professional game, and some of the levels are really good. So that's, that's putting our theory and our topic into practice. Yeah. So hopefully other people will be doing this. You never know, well. another 10 years. Jim Bagley's done it with Manic Miner yeah. and Jetpack as well. Yeah. So there's clever people out there and do this sort of stuff. Also, I've got a plea to the listeners. For one of our week's reviews, instead of just giving you a pick, which is slightly obscure games that we normally do, we want a really crappy game to review. <laughs> I mean, one I can really get my teeth into. Yeah. We're talking worse than Megazone, worse than Rolling Thunder, no, worse than Skyscraper. No ETs. No, no ET. None of that. <laughs> we don't want tax, tax avoider either. <laughs> uh, and also... As well as a really, really rubbish game. We don't just want a game where it's, it's rubbish because it was, you know, just because you think it's rubbish. Because a lot of games people like. You know, I don't like Pac-Man, for instance, because it's quite samey and I'm not very mm. good at it. We want a really rubbish game, like a shovelware arcade game, mm. so we can really give it a good beating. And also, we'd like a properly odd one. Yeah. We're talking... Bizarre. Um, we're talking... Uh, was it, what was that I mentioned before? Was it Uncle Pooh? Uncle Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's about farting in a game, basically. Yeah, I know some odd console ones, but... Yeah, okay. we want an odd arcade one. When, when we're talking almost as weird as, like, Parodius. Yeah. You know, you've got the odd characters, yeah. really Japanese... Odd end-level bosses. mad bat poop sort of stuff. Yeah. That's what we want. We want a really weird one and a really rubbish one, please. 
sent in to us. I bet, it's Jap- it. I bet it'll be a Japanese game. <laughs> it's a weird one. It probably will be. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Right, should we get on to our game of the week? Yep, yeah, I chose this last week, Bomb Jack. And what does it sound like? Yeah, the music's quite, uh, well, it's not unique. I was going to say it's unique. It's not because they've used, like, stuff from uh, the Beatles. Yeah, I recognise Lady Madonna. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It's quite good in that sort of coming away there, yeah. This is a great game. Yeah, it's a platforming game where you're Bomb Jack, a little guy running around in his uh, pants and and cape, looking like a bit of a weird-looking superhero. And I suppose he's reading the screen of all the bombs before it blows up the town. Yeah, yeah. Because there's big, different backdrops you get yeah, from in different the cities. You've got stuff like I think the Taj Mahal. Um, there's the Sphinx and the Egyptian pyramids and yeah. famous sort of buildings. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Bonjaku in Japanese. I think, as far as I know, it's a four-way game. Yeah. Oh no, it's an eight-way. Sorry, you do go diagonal. Sometimes. One jump button. One jump button. When you press up on your joystick and press fire. You jump button, you will jump to the top of the screen. You will fly right up. It just... took me a few games to realise yeah. that. Yeah, and also, let me know. if you press, you pull down on the joystick, you'll come down a lot quicker. Yeah. If you if you pump the button, you'll float and you can float about. And also, when you're ascending with your jump, if you press jump, you'll again you'll stop and start falling slowly. But then you can do your pumping your jump button to, yeah. to float. So it's quite an art to getting him. Going around the screen, how you want, and avoiding the baddies, which are birds, robots, mummies, and these horrible ball things. When when the robots hit the floor, when they jump off the platforms and hit the floor, they turn into these spherical bombs, which will chase you around. Yeah, and the the enemies, well, the bird does only attack you horizontally. Did you notice that? Not yes. in a diagonal. Yeah, it follows, and it kind it of follows, follows you around. Yeah. So yeah. once you've sussed out, it's. Uh, attacking formation you, you can, can sort of get around it a yeah. little bit can't you yeah. when you get the first bomb it'll send off one that's fizzing like it's been ignited but they don't ever blow up and what you're supposed to do to get the big bonus points is get them in sequence when they're fizzing yeah. which can be well I couldn't I never did the first level perfect which gives you 50,000 didn't you no I did I couldn't do it I get 30 <laughs> I think but I couldn't do that damn level I found it Quite difficult controlling bomb. Well, I had, I went back a few times. I thought there's got to be a pattern here, so I went. Oh, I know the patterns. To, to the left and went down. <laughs> yeah. But always got caught at the bottom. So yeah. I thought there must be another way of doing it, and I've tried about four to five different ways until I managed to get every single bomb on the first level. And I yeah. did it. I did it once or twice. But if you get twenty bombs in order, you get ten thousand points. Up to twenty-five bombs give you fifty thousand point bonus. Mm. I've got a feeling you're gonna beat me here. Because I didn't do that. I bet I haven't. Yeah, I bet you have. Yeah, so if you get the, the things in, in order, you get a big bonus at the end. Also, there's orbs that come out. I think every 5,000 points you get, mm. an orb will come out with a P or a B on it. Or an S. Or an S. If you hit the P, if you get the P, it gives you a bonus points, and it also turns all the enemies and little smiley faces into coins, which you can then collect and kill off but they do come back again. Yeah. The B is your bonus, and depending on what colour it is, it changes colour, gives you the more bonus points. The grey one was the highest one. Right. Did you also notice the multiplier at the top of the screen? Yes, I did. When you get, I think, the Bs, 
the multiplier yeah. goes up. So every time you get a bomb or kill a bad guy, you get a times two or a times three or whatever. See, I always thought... To get your big bonuses. Yeah. The B came out and then you had to get the bombs that are just... Sorry, the enemies that are just turned. Yeah. That would affect your bonus, but it's actually the bombs that gives you the, the extra bonus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if it's you the get them, bombs. Yeah. You get them all in sequence. You get all 25 in sequence. But not the enemies. No, not the enemies. Right. No. That'll give you the big massive bonus at the end, mm. which is what you do. I've put a YouTube video on. I didn't bother doing um, a video playthrough this week, which I normally do just myself to show people how the game works simply. I didn't bother this week because this guy on YouTube owns this game. He absolutely kills it. And he puts little captions on the YouTube video showing you what to do and where to do it. And you can get a million points by level eight. Which is insanity. And I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to beat him this time. What level did you get to then? I got, I did get to level eight at one point, but I didn't know about the bonuses at the time. Mm. I think my, my top score was actually only level three, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get that many levels. I might have got to five a few times. So you didn't get to that bonus level. I call it the bonus level. With no platforms. Yeah. I did, yeah, I did get there. What level's Mm. that? Five. I've got there, I think, a few times, yeah. But I found the game I found him quite hard to control. I don't know if it's quick enough. And there's also another little thing he does on on that video, which people will see if they look on the show notes, is he does a wiggle. When you're when you're falling slowly, if you go left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, right, really quickly, Mm. it does a little wiggle, and you get 10 points for every time you move. I didn't know that. But when you get your bonus multipliers, you can get up to five times as much. You can get 50 points for every little tiny move you make. And what he was doing, he he was leeching the game. He was getting to a certain place where all the monsters... The bad guys were congregated in a corner. Mm. They couldn't get to you. And he was just giving this wiggle up and down, up and down. I think it was level two on the right-hand side. And then when the bee came out, he'd just quickly go and get the bee and come back again and just keep doing it until he got bored. And then he went and finished the level off. Crazy. But it's... There's loads of points to be had in that game, isn't there? Yeah, and what a points make. <laughs> Which is great because there's a, there's a, it's a nice playing field. Each one's different and there's loads of room to move around, do what you want. There's 16 unique yeah. ways. Yeah, 16 yeah. unique levels. But it's, you've got the freedom, which I like. If a game's got a lot of freedom to do how you want to play it, you know, I hate yeah. being guided or pushed through a level. This game gives you freedom to do what you want and that's what I like about this game. You can attack it whichever way you want. There's ease as well. And what are ease? These are good. These are good. These <laughs> are good. They give you an extra life. And an S, as you mentioned oh, earlier, I thought you give you a free extra game. life at the points. Did you not? You can as well, but an E on its own gives you okay. an extra life as well, yeah. Did and you if, get... you, if you get an S, it gives you a whole new game. Did you get the S? Because I did. I did once. When I, first oh, I thought playing. maybe it just gave you more credits. Because that ne- but that never came up. No, just give you an extra game, I think. Right. Yeah. But if you follow, it's a game rather like Dig Dug as well, which is a game I love, where if you follow certain patterns for a certain number of levels, and then they change every now and again, you can, if you're skillful enough, and I'm not, and I can't remember patterns that well, you can get to the kill screen on Dig Dug. Quite mm. a lot of people can do it. But it's that boring, repetitive pattern, which I don't like doing. It's like um, switch off when happens. John Studley, Pac-Man 83, mm. plays Pac-Man. He freehands it. He doesn't mm. follow the patterns, follow the patterns, go all the way to the kill screen. He actually freehand it. Yeah. And that's skill, yeah. I think. And this game, if you sort of, like I do, I just go, I try and do the first level the same way every time, but I just couldn't do that flipping level properly. And then I just freehand the rest of it. Mm. I try and get the, as many bombs in order, because you get more points for them as you go around, and try and get that big bonus then 20 or more. But I couldn't really do it, so I just tried, just played the game. Mm. But it, the enemies sort of gang up on you in a corner if you're not careful. And it's their, their movements, the mummies sort of, Left to right, 
and they fall off the levels. Just those balls, those big round Yeah, and when they fall to the nightmare. bottom, they turn into a black and white. Yeah. It almost looks like a ball with a, a buckle around it. Yeah. And they're horrible. They really go for you. I think the spaceships later on really go for you. But you can, again, on this video, the guy lets the, the spaceship go very close and just jumps over it. And then the spaceship sort of gets stuck and it just wanders off to the left on it. So it leaves you alone. So that's how much this guy owns the game. He knows all the workings yeah. and all the little tricks and how to trap the monsters. And he just does a level with his eyes closed, I think. Yeah, see, with me, I get to a certain point and I just think, oh, this is as much as I can get out of the game. Yeah. But I bet this guy on YouTube, I'm not sure who it was. And if you're listening, get in contact with us. Tell us how to play this game properly. Because the guy, or I read on, on the wiki about it, is from London, the world championship holder. It's right. on Main, but okay. still through Twin Galaxies. Yeah. And he's got 73 million. Jeez. 378,560. That's on marathon settings where you get extra lives. Yeah. And on the Twin Galaxies tournament settings when you only get five lives and no more spare lives, he's got 4,888,740. guy called Paul Kearns. So, Paul, if you're listening... Big round of applause. Tell us how to play it. Get Meet us at NERG. Come and show us how yeah. to play it properly. It'd be cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a great game. You enjoyed it, Vic, did you? I enjoyed it... I've known about Bomb Jack for years. I used mm. to play on the Spectrum back in the day when yeah. I had a Spectrum. And that was just very yellow screen, but it, it represented the graphics quite faithfully. It just wasn't much colour in it, but it was a really nice game to play. I remember it quite, yeah. being quite easy. I could play it quite well for a long time. Maybe it's just easier on the home versions. I don't know. And I played it, and I always have a. I don't really play it when I go to an arcade meet because they had one the last meet we went to, and a lot of people yeah. got into it, didn't they? Yeah. And it looks lovely, and it's a really nice game. The graphics are really smart. The sounds are really good. Bomb Jack himself is a really, sort of cartoon character, um, special superhero, but he's got horns. Yeah. I it's I'm a good sure competitive game, I think. It's good for the arcade. Yes, it, You can get so many different points. It's like a lot of arcade games. It, it's one of those games where people like you and me will go on it, two yeah. minutes, it's had our ten pence, yeah. and we're out of here. Yeah. But then you get some guys like Paul Kearns and this guy who did the YouTube video who owns the game. Yeah. You can play it back to front, upside down, with their high, hands tied by the back, and they just know the patterns. They know how to play the game. I've seen people do it with a Defender, and that's a rock-hard game. I've seen yeah. people do Robotron, and that's a rock-hard game. Some and, people just, yeah, they just find this game, don't they, and just stick with it. Oh, well, I wish I was more like that, but I've just thought, I can do that with my game, Kicker. Yeah. I can sort of run it round and round and round and round a lot of times. And yeah. You get bored of it, and then you play it for an hour. I can play it with an hour... Right now, any time yeah. of the day, I could play just it for an keep hour. Going. And I would really annoy arcade operators just an hour's worth of 10p. But yeah, any other game, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. But yeah, these guys are good. Because this wasn't a dedicated cab, was it? It must have been a kit, was it? I looked on Clov, which we look on a lot for this sort of thing, and there is a cab on there, and it looks rather like a frogger. It's just got wooden sides, but it's oh. got a nice big bomb jack sticker on the side with the, the, the guy flying with his cape and stuff. And it looks really nice. Mm. And it, it does look like a, it reminded me of Frogger, because Frogger was a, a wooden sided thing, which was just a sticker on the side. Yeah. And it's got a really nice marquee with sort of the sun emanating from behind him, the, sort of sun rays. The bezel's not all that though, is it really? Yes, it is. Do you like it? Do you see the rainbow bezel? Yeah, that yeah, picture there, there you've got there. I really like it. Yeah. It's got sort of a 3D sort of isometric it's hard to tell Played. from that picture, I guess. But. Yeah, and it's got a really nice, colourful rainbow background. And the actual control panel is sort of like pink and red, with the sort of sunbeams emanating from behind the sphinxes. And all the sphinxes and the, the pyramids are in silhouette form over right. the control panel. I quite like the cab, actually. It's really nice looking. I don't think I'd ever have one. No. Because it's really easy to play in main. And it looks yeah. lovely in main. And it plays really faithfully, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, just one joystick. And it's on a 60 and 1, isn't it? 
Yes, I yeah. think I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the cab looks quite nice, and I've seen a lot of electrical and MIDI cabs. A lot of the jammer cabs we had here, yeah. the smaller uh, electrical and games, and they've had the side art there. I think they had their own um, marquee, electrical and marquee mm. for Bomb Jack as well, and it looks quite nice as a conversion because it was only originally, as far as we know, a wooden sided cab. Any cab would look nice with a conversion kit. In yeah. It. So it's pretty good, I think. Oh, and do you notice that on that picture there, he's cross-eyed? Yeah. He's been diffusing too many bombs, I think. <laughs> he's gone bog-eyed. This game went on a lot of uh, different different platforms as well. It had a lot of conversions. We had, in 1985, the Sega SG-1000, which was a forerunner to the Master System. 86, Amstrad CPC, Commodore 64, ZX Spectrum, Commodore 16, that's our era. 88, the ST and the Amiga, which are... Imagine would be bang on exactly the same as, as yeah. the arcade version because it's about that era. 1992, Game Boy. 2003, Java on the internet. You can play it online. 2004, MSX. If you're late for MSX. Yeah. And they've got here 2008 Atari XLXE. I never saw it on that unless it was a homebrew version. What about the NES version, the Mighty Bomber Jack? Ah, yeah, I was getting onto that. There yeah. was some sequels. There was Bomb Jack Twin in the yeah. arcade. Did you play that? No. I played that on Main. And it's almost the same game as Bomb Jack, but with an updated graphics and sound. I think you can play two players at the same time. Right. Hence the name Twin. That would be quite fun. But the graphics look like SNES graphics. It's yeah. really they've really coloured it up, and it's almost like Bomberman sort of colours and palette. And it, it looks really. It's, it actually plays a bit faster. Yeah. I quite enjoy playing it. Yeah, I bet that's a good two-player actually. Yeah, imagine yeah. it would be. At the same but the time. Mighty Jack or Mighty Bomb Jack that was completely different. Yeah, yeah, that was on. That was in '93. I've got it up there, I'm sure I have. There was Bomb Jack 2 as well, on the home home versions as well. And Mighty Bomb Jack, as you say, yeah. Yeah, a lot of these conversions to the NES, they seem to make it into sort of a side-scrolling affair with a lot of them, they? Didn't did they? that with Pirate Ship Higamaru, they? did, they? yeah. The Mackay Island one. It wasn't as good. You were travelling around on a boat for what seemed like forever, <clears> and then you'd have a fight on the ship, and you'd do it like Pirate Ship Higamaru, the arcade game. I think they tried to make the game... Less pick up and play, and more sit down and learn yeah. with the console versions, I think. So what do you get for your score then, mate? I'm just looking mine up now. 102. Oh. In your face, Victor. Did I? Yeah. What? Because I, I thought got that was average. 97,460. Oh, you sick little monkey! There you, you go. This time, like, I knew you would. Now, who said I was a bit relaxed when it comes to scores? Who was that? <laughs> Uh, Benson, rather, I think. That was was, yeah. <laughs> so you did well then, mate. You beat me. God Excellent. damn it. I think some of the other guys we've been watching who play the games with has been over 150,000. Yeah, I I thought you'd get 150. I thought you were going to get something like that. I was aiming for I thought once I saw... I watched the video, and I thought, ah, cool, there's a good way of leeching points here. Mm. But I just could not control it skillfully enough. I wasn't yeah. skillful enough. Simple well, I got that. that twice, actually, but um, that score... And the high score was without getting the bonus 50,000 at the start. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well done, then. Because I know some other people getting through to the same sort of level weren't getting any bonuses at all. They were just playing through. The, the weird thing about this game is, as I was playing it tonight before I come out, I come back early from town. I was in town early. I thought, come back early and get all my stuff together. I had a few games there, and I was getting to a stage where it was annoying me a bit. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't control the guy skillfully enough. There's, there's a definite skill to... Timing your your height of your jump and stopping him at the exact position, and also the floating where you tap the button to, yeah. to float. 
And what I was finding, so I was just floating towards a platform. If you land your feet on the platform and you're still tapping, you will jump up again. That's right. And, that, and, and I was hitting hit. the bombs yeah, I, did that when a I didn't lot. want to. I wanted to go through the proper sequence of getting the few. The but there few is a bombs. pattern to it, Vic, because I noticed if at the, the first level, there was two positions where that bird would start. Ah, and I also, knew it was easier when the bird was at the top to go straight to the left and take the bombs out yeah. on the left-hand side. That, that And every time I did that, I got the bonus. Yeah. If you... You have to watch this video I'm going to put on the show notes. This guy really owns it. He knows every little quirk of the game. There's certain levels, you hold the joystick in a certain position and it affects where the bad guys start. Uh-huh. So there's what I think it's level two you hold to the right and the bird comes in the right hand corner, which is where you want to trap it with all the other enemies so they can't get you and you can just do the leeching bit on the right hand side. There's definite secrets to this game as yeah. well. And yeah, I'll definitely out, carry on playing this game. Yeah, your multipliers give you loads of points and this wiggly business where you can mm. wiggle it about. and Yeah, but the game started annoying me. I was almost rage quitting at one point. Because like, mm. I really wanted to get a decent score and I thought, he's going to beat me, he's going to beat me. And, and you have. <laughs> but... <laughs> at last. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the scores are yet. How many podcasts we've done uh, so far? All of them to me, except Skyskipper. Yeah, right. I think it is. No. I don't know. Anyway, it was a good game to play. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I got a bit miffed with it, and also I never really used to play it back in the day because I played on the Spectrum. Mm. But I think um, if there's a bunch of us at one of the shows, I'll be in there having a few games yeah, with people, Yeah, it's a I popular think. game. It has yeah. to be an arcade, definitely. Cool. If no more to say about it, apart from the fact we both give it a bit of a thumbs up, yeah. but we wouldn't have it in our arcades. I wouldn't have it as a dedicated, no, no because you can play it, so. as you say, on a 16-1, or quite able on, on main, but then, you know... I can do all that with all my Nintendo ones, but it's the artwork. Yeah. The artwork doesn't do it for me here. Certain games do play better in the arcade. Yeah. Like we said earlier, you know, these, these console games and computer yeah. games, we wish were in a cab. Yeah. They would play better, I think. Yeah. Because you only get that one choice. You can't just hit the reset button. You have to play it. You have to play your 10 P's worth. Yeah. And this sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, I think that it would be. Yeah. Also, we've got next week's game to sort out, and it's my choice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, what's your choice then, mate? Well, I reckon... Well, we've not had any Neo Geo games yet, have we? No, we haven't had any at all. Because they do a lot of fighters on Neo Geo. We don't really want to do fighters. I reckon there's quite a good left-to-right scrolling shoot-em-up called Last Resort. Fantastic we'll game. We'll do Last Resort. I quite like Pulsar as well, but we'll do Last Resort. Last Resort's good, yeah. Excellent. Well, till next time, mate. Cheers, Vic. Thanks for listening, and cheers podcasting with me, mate. You can download or play the podcast, view all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk or email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can Twitterize us at 10pencearcade for me and at Nintendo Arcade for Alex. We'd love to hear from you regarding game suggestions, personal arcade experiences or anything arcade related you'd like to share.